0: STC pod and the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenters therein, without any affiliation or obligation to any establishment, either real or imagined, even if they wanted it. Now, get ready and hit, start to continue.
1: Okay, Broheim, we're live.
0: Was well, this your professional intro? Let's let's do a professional this time. This is it. Gotta do a professional one. No, you know, who you, cares. You know you're all perfect. You got the music flying in and out, and uh, music. You got the yeah, the big band music. No and, one does that, dude. I, no, I was listening to uh, another podcast. You do that. You got the big music.
1: It's very well, exciting. That's because we need it because we're talking about toys in the other one.
0: And then you uh, have the nice thing where you tell people what's... Going to happen in the
1: episode and all that. I like that. What are you going to say? Well, we don't know what we're going to talk about half the time. It just sort of comes up. This is true. And the fact that you write notes is mind-boggling. I don't have notes. So just talk. What notes? Just talk. Stop being a stop being a poser like you are with your video games, and just talk. Hmm. Well, that's how you want to start, eh? <laughs> Good. Yeah,
0: people are like, ooh, can't wait to hear more of this. Oh, yeah, exciting. Let's get some uh, dark cloud going early on. No dark cloud. Oh, well, I'm glad to have everyone come back to the SDC pod for another week. We're going to have uh, lots of good talk on this episode. Are we? It uh,
1: yeah. doesn't sound like it's good for me.
0: <laughs> Does this mean it's it's all a Bill episode again?
1: No. Well, it sounds like you're going to attack me about something.
0: No, not at all. No attacking going on. It's all good stuff. What do you got for me? Do you want to think... start with something in particular? Or? Uh,
1: well, you, for those of you that saw, I guess, our latest pickup video. Here we go. I just wanted to get people's thoughts on, uh, you know, I picked up that second ColecoVision and everything. And then. Behind the scenes, Bill was going crazy about it because he thought that I should give it to him. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Just because you had it as a kid. No. I never had a ColecoVision as a kid. Right. I played it through a friend's house. So don't you think I deserve to have a ColecoVision now?
0: Absolutely. You should, which you do. You have one. And now you have a completely another one, I redundant one, system.
1: I had one, and now I've got a backup to my one. So that's all I need. But that's crazy. So no, this I've got a backup.
0: This uh, this new, new the latest one you got right. will not be played. It will not be enjoyed by anyone. And in fact, you don't even have shelf space for it. Well, I won't. If I understand correctly.
1: I probably won't play either of them <laughs> exactly. anytime, anytime soon. Exactly. And yes, my shelves are so full that I've got one under my desk. So the one
0: that as any good friend would would hand off to another friend is under a desk right now. In a bag. In a bag under a desk. Safe.
1: Let's see that. That seems weird to me. Seems uh, You
2: seems don't have strange.
1: everything of yours on display. So how is that strange?
0: Yeah, actually I do.
1: Everything. Yeah. Everything's out. Yeah,
0: it, Yeah, and if if it is redundant to that level, it's It's in the garage waiting to be sold off.
1: Having two of one thing is not being overly redundant. Yeah. No, it's not. It's a backup.
0: Well, you got someone who needs it, so you hand it off. And if you stumble upon another one, then then you get another backup.
1: No, the next one I stumble on will be for you. Mm, You have it already. It's, it's, uh, it's the
0: system I had, you know, with the two action controllers, the uh, gauntlets as it were, and the Rocky game and, uh, Maybe I bought your
1: system. And what? Maybe this is your childhood system.
0: Well, no, I had the Atom computer, which had, uh, ColecoVision built in. So
1: you didn't have this ColecoVision. Not that console. So really, you don't need this. Here's the truth coming out.
0: You don't no. need
1: this console. You need an Atom computer. No,
0: there's, I, I would not get another Atom computer. No, that would be crazy. Why? It was, it was an unreliable system. It's fine, but, uh, it is prone to failure because all of its, its power was sourced through the printer. So if your printer goes. Oh uh, yeah, your, that's right. Your,
1: you know what? I had, my neighbor had that Atom computer for a little bit too. It was good times. I remember that now. Yeah. It was powered through the printer which made no sense. I
0: think that's ultimately what happened to mine was the printer went and I couldn't get it working. So all of that, I had a bag full of stuff, that computer, the printer, um, you know, tapes, some of the games run like, uh, data tapes that look like audio tapes yeah same and, with my uh, vic 20 no but these were high speed like it was high speed tape and was uh, not high speed. a ton of cartridges two of those action controllers as well as their uh and the clip-on grips to make them bigger And let me guess what you did with all this stuff i can't remember
1: i think it got sold but like for nothing yeah you sell a lot of your stuff, and then you get upset about it later on. Well, we all
0: we all got rid of our well, most of us, not you. Cause I never. You had, had...
1: my parents threw out my Vic Twenty. Well, that's for right. some reason. Yeah, but they kept a lot of your stuff. No, so I, you got nothing I, to no. complain about. No, they didn't all keep my anything. stuff just I,
0: disappeared. I'd I, go to school and then it'd be gone. When I, I kept got back.
1: all my stuff.
0: Well, figured you were too old for He-Man now, so I gave those away. Oh. Good.
1: I kept all my stuff. It's not up to my parents to decide yeah, what to throw away. Yeah, they let you keep them all. No, I let myself keep it. Well, you they don't paying, tell me to, it's
0: time to throw away your toys. You weren't paying rent on your room. So, you know, it's ultimately if they thought you had too much clutter. I do that with my kid. I'm, You know, every so often I go up there and say, okay, we're getting rid of a box of toys. Let's start picking. Well, that's different. They get,
1: well, <laughs> it's not different. <laughs> Well, my stuff was hm, what did yeah. I have? Okay, I don't know. Yeah, you had everything. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. I didn't have any Star Wars. I didn't have any GI Joe. Had a couple a handful of Transformers and uh a bunch of board games. And then all the all my game computer stuff was always put away. Well, uh, nonetheless. Nonetheless. Upon reflection. So to our listeners out there, if anyone comes across an Atom computer, (laughs) uh, Bill would buy it off you because that's what he actually had as a
0: child. It would be cool to see that in action. I don't know. Child might be. I wasn't young, young. I don't know what grade I would have been in. But uh, in hindsight, did you say how much you paid for it? Can I say? As part of the conversation,
1: did I tell you how much of it you made told it? me?
0: Oh, I don't remember if it was in the video, I guess. Okay, so the whole package, all the Coleco stuff, including the box games and all that, you got for I, I thought you were telling <laughs> okay, uh, I thought you would say it $100 right before tax, yeah. So, which I think is, I'm not saying is a is a bad price at all. I it's, think not it's, a, a,
1: it's not a steal of a price, but
0: whatever, man. I think it's better than the going rate, considering the box games. But if it was me, I probably would have thought long and hard about it. I don't know if I'd have been able to pull the trigger at that price. So...
1: Well, I'll If be you were to turn you.
0: to me and say, okay, you can have this for $100, no, it'd be like $115. I'd be like, oh, boy, I got to think about this. Oof. I'd give you $50 straight up, no problem. And that's that's top my ceiling. That's, you know, where I, I have to start thinking if it goes higher than that. I have to start thinking about
1: no, it. Good thing you don't have to think about it this time.
0: <laughs> but... In all fairness, I did challenge you to a game of uh, Rocky and the winner takes it, which you refused. You refused that challenge. Why
1: couldn't we get it going? What
0: happened? Uh, well, we didn't have, uh, oh, we had yeah, all yeah. the connections except uh, it, it was set up as a two pronger to go into the oh, TV. Oh yeah, that's right. So we still needed that little tiny brick that turns the two pronger into a coax, coaxial connection. So we couldn't test it out for the video. But uh, I do want to thank uh, one of our viewers on YouTube, Mary Warner, for feeling my pain. He noted that uh, he felt bad for me and this thing I've been dealt with you as a partner. I think that's what he... What the hell does that mean? That's what he meant to say.
1: No, that's not what he said, though. That's what you're putting into his mouth. (laughs) And you should be thankful... As I tell you all the time. And when you first brought that in, as a partner.
0: When you first brought that out, you were refusing to let me to even plug it in and test it. And uh, I said to you, like, if you want to see me, like, break down in tears right now, you can continue to re- refuse me uh, to play this at this point. Hmm. Which you relented. Maybe you hid that one part, so we couldn't play it. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, we started to get it out and turns out we didn't have the right connection so I, I didn't get to play it in the end either big fu to me
1: hmm. well i guarantee the memories of your childhood are probably better than actually pl- revisiting that game again so it's probably just better if you you live through your memories mm. mm-hmm.
0: well let's let's do a plug right now if anyone wants to go back in time with us we did an episode i don't know what number it is do you offhand? course not what are we talking about Uh, our past uh our history of video games through the years what we uh what consoles we had growing up and where it brought us nowadays remember we did a whole episode on it
2: Mm. it was
1: early it was pre pre pre-episode 50 oh god then i would definitely not be remembering that (sighs) no it's over 60 episodes ago dude yeah you believe that you sure yeah, we did a whole episode
0: right. on our history of video games. Was I there? Barely. <laughs> Barely. Well, you mentioned it drove me crazy because I mentioned you got a brand new high-end computer every year as a kid. So that was crazy. Every year. Well, you had to. New computer.
1: Those PCs were garbage back then. <laughs> every year they jump up one. It was what? Uh... 286 and then 386 and 486. And then it went to the Pentium chip. Yeah. Yeah. it's
0: infuriating. And some of us just had to suffer with the first one we got and overclock it and massage it along. I and, did all
1: that shit, man.
0: And I don't think so. You got a new computer every year,
1: every well, year. Well, like every year, every, every year. two years. Every year.
0: <laughs> Anyways, we don't need to rehash. We don't need to rehash. Anyways, thanks everybody who checked out that video. And what was with the shot at the end? People were wondering.
1: Oh, uh, my hand slipped. Oh, your hand, you wish it slipped. My hand was getting tired and, uh, the phone just angled down. Uh, Why does everybody got to read into everything? (laughs) You were checking out my shoes. Drives me nuts. Mm.
0: Um. Speaking of YouTube, man, I was, uh, checking out, uh, you heard of, um, Lotus Stark? Yes. I was checking out his videos. He's got some crazy, he gets these huge, his latest video, he has this huge Ghost Rider statue uh, from, where is it from? XM Studios? XM Studios. Marvel. How big was this freaking thing?
1: Two feet tall by two feet wide? It was massive. Yeah, it was uh, 52 centimeters tall by 80 something centimeters long. It yeah. weighed 19 kilograms, whatever that is in pounds. I don't know. It was, it was wild. Hey, check out this guy's videos, Lotus Stark.
0: And uh, I was more amazed at the packaging this statue came in. It well, was so when you, cool.
1: When you spend $900 <laughs> U.S. for a figure. What was
0: it? A big it, cardboard. And then in the cardboard was like a metal crate, it seemed. Right?
1: Well, it wasn't metal, but yeah, something [SSSsand]
0: Then you pop that off. Well, all the edges were, you know, secured by metal. And then you pop that off, and there's styrofoam strapped in by Velcro straps underneath that. And then you pop that off, and that's where your pieces are all baggied up inside. That was pretty cool. And he's got a, you know, he goes through your Transformers masterpiece stuff and other statues. These Quality videos, man. The lighting is
1: bang on. Nothing I could afford, but yeah. And I guess uh, probably nothing I would have space for either. If you're into collecting those big figures. He was massive. That's even more of a commitment, I think, than uh, anything that we're into. But no, he does uh, the regular Transformers, the
0: Masterpiece stuff too. So that's on
2: there.
1: Is that
0: competition for your Transformers and beer? Is that why you don't want to talk about it? Is it competition? Yeah. Is no, he's a regular angry? commentator. Is angry
1: right now? He's a regular commentator <laughs> on Transformers and Beer. Well, Watches
0: all our stuff. I think he's seen the light and he's come over to
1: STC now. Well, he probably found STC through us I don't at Trannies and Beer, so you're well, welcome.
0: Well, you never mention
1: this show. All I really. do. You <laughs> just don't listen to our show.
0: I do. Every goddamn
1: week. And why do you listen? Just to get angry. <laughs> You get infuriated over us talking about, just because we mentioned video games.
0: Are you happy to see uh, Musty put in a new pickup video?
1: Yeah, it was good. Um, Yeah, he's been doing some trades, which was interesting. He had a massive trade. Yeah. I've never done an actual trade. I can't bring myself to do that for some reason. Hmm. Hello? (laughs) Have you?
0: Yeah. You've traded? Well, the last game exchange, I took a whole bunch of, uh, not a whole bunch, but like four or five. I think they were N64 carts of various titles and was trading those around. Which, uh, if you have Hmm. um, like N64 carts of the Mario variety, that's as good as cash. Everyone wants them. So that was good. But you didn't want them? They were doubles. Well, a couple of them were games I just would never play.
1: Yeah. Well, how come I never was uh, given you, the chance at getting these? You were. It's probably in a pickup video somewhere. Don't remember this happening. Yeah. You're being asked. hmm So. Hmm. And what else? you see the Q Dogs put out, like, 15 videos last week? Yep. It's good, man. Every, everybody should be putting out stuff for me to watch. Everyone, really? Nothing worse than when I'm going on to YouTube, and there's nothing new for me to see. Are you watching it all? Yes. Are you commenting on it? Sometimes.
2: Hmm.
1: Uh, well, Usually I just give it a thumbs up.
0: So finally we see uh, Eric, Mighty Q Dog, has done away with his taped up glasses. That's a, I, It's kind of sad to see them go. It was becoming a, a, a real character on the channel, I thought.
1: The glasses were becoming a character yeah. themselves. Yeah, it's all. I was fixated on that piece of tape on the, those At glasses. At first, I didn't clue in what it was. I thought it was a reflection of like a light or something. And I go, that's, that's that's there no matter what position he turns. Hmm. What?
0: What's going on here? <laughs> Sherlock. Sherlock Holmes here. And then I figured it out. <laughs> you, you did not figure it out. <laughs> Genius. All right. Well, good on everybody uh, for the videos. You want to
1: what do our intro okay let's do it welcome back everyone you're listening to episode number 118 of stc pod please remember to subscribe to us on youtube at youtube.com so i start to continue follow bill on twitter at stc pod follow me on twitter at ac decepticon bookmark stcpod.com listen to us on itunes under the search stc pod and for all of our episodes, you can find them at podbean, www.stcpod.podbean.com. And if you're listening to us, you got to check out some other great podcast blogs and videos from people in our community at cartridgeclub.org. As always, thanks again to everybody for listening to us every Friday morning, which is when we post our new episodes. Now on with the show. I'd like to uh, get into something.
0: Well, let's get some business out of the way
1: before you... uh, I'm getting into something first. Let's let's get business out of the way. I wanted to bring up something that's uh, very upsetting to me, and it probably is to you as well. Uh, Another one bites the dust. This is in regards to um, news that's happened within the last week or so about HMV closing, right? Oh, okay. Oh, you sound surprised. (laughs) What did you think I was going to talk (laughs) about? Well, I, nothing. I, some of your bullshit you got written down?
0: I wanted to finish with the intro with our business, but go ahead. You wanna, you no got You got some news stories you want to get. What is HMV? What's HMV? HMV, HMV
1: stands for His Master's Voice. I didn't know that. Yes, you did. It's actually the title of a painting by Francis Barad of the Dog Nipper, listening to the Cylinder Phonograph. So anyone uh, familiar with... Um, uh, the Gramophone Company—they're the ones that actually purchased this insignia back in 1899. And HMV uh, Canada was established in 1986 by EMI Music Canada, but they didn't have the right to use uh, his master's voice as their trademark. So in June 2011, HMV sold its Canadian stores for two million pounds to Hilco, which is a UK firm specializing in retail restructuring. And then as of 2012, Hilco had been successful in restructuring HMV Canada, and there were no plans to cease operations. So they've had to focus and change their their structure due to the fact that uh, you know record sales weren't doing as good. Uh, so h and Canada focused on growing back catalog music and movies not found to discount rivals while also carrying higher, margin-merchandise gifts like collectibles, clothing, and headphones. Mm -hmm. So they thought this would be a way to help, you know, maintain their margins and and try and stay above the game, right? So they ditched their video games and technology hardware. But even with all this, in 2014, HMV's profits began to decline and uh, citing online media consumption as a factor. So as of 2017... Uh, the company is in $39 million of debt. And Hilco stated these financial difficulties, combined with the further decrease in sales expected over the coming years, means the current situation is not sustainable. So, as of April 30th of this year, uh, that is when the last HMV will be closed in Canada. And what I found is they basically needed $100,000 of sales a day just to cover expenses. Man, something's messed up there. And I don't know, I don't remember when you or when I, because uh, I'm sure you've been there, but that remember that three-story HMV downtown Toronto? Mm-hmm. That was very early on, wasn't it? That was, and where was, uh? that didn't stay three stories for very long though, did it? That was a lot of music in one building. But it was Rapeside right Sam's? Something like that. I can't remember. And it
0: was in the old A&M records or something like that? Because all those record shops were all together there on Young Street. Was the
1: A&M the same as the Tower? Mm, no, we didn't. Did we have Tower and? I Toronto? thought we had Tower for a little bit, too. Mm. All I remember is walking into there, and this is the guy who's like... Never goes downtown Toronto. So I was just like blown away by seeing this massive three-story establishment with all this music. Mm -hmm. And I spent, well, I think for me, HMV was probably one of my go-to ones because we had one at, at, uh, back in my home city, Oshawa. (laughs) Back in my home city. (laughs) So um,
0: yeah, that'd be the place to go to buy everything, right? Not me. Disliked it. Too corporate. It was corporate, but. I go independent.
1: I know. That's Record your style. store.
0: Record style.
1: Did you know that HMV was responsible for selling one out of every four records sold in Canada? No. CDs? You mean? Yeah. Well, just music in general. Mm. Can you imagine that? And now you've got. You've basically lost 25% of your selling capability with h and closing now.
0: Yeah, Well, they, I thought they made a good pivot where they got into all this kind of geek culture stuff and it was really where to go for movies. Uh, but, like, you know, how many times can you buy uh, a Chewbacca onesie? You know, yeah. you, you can't have a whole shelf lined with Chewbacca did they have onesies. an
1: online entity at all? Yeah, sure. They did?
0: But, uh, you know, all that stuff, like there are other stores that have that model where they're selling all that geek culture stuff and they are succeeding. So where did HMV, is it because their stores were too big? Like they always had huge stores in every mall. Maybe yeah. that was it.
1: Well, they needed this year alone just to cover like overages or coverages of, uh, whatever, I guess, day-to-day stuff, they needed to have five to $7 million. And I don't just, I don't think they were getting it right.
2: Hmm. Like, and
1: this Hilco company actually were the ones that, you know, they bought them and basically sort of essentially lent, lent them 39 million and, uh, Now they've just decided to to cut the cost or cut their loss and just say, that's it. We're not going to get any of that money back, so time to file for receivership. And the sales have already started, so.
0: Yeah. I just, I'm guessing the sales aren't going to be as huge as what we'd like to imagine they're going to be, like discount-wise. Because nowadays, usually there's all these liquidators that are huge, and the liquidator just buys up nationwide inventory and so you don't get a chance to get at that 80% off sale cuz the liquidators grabbed all the inventory oh, before yeah.
1: you. I like to I like to maybe check it out though and see if I could get some anime DVDs or something. It's Raised. just sad though, man. It's like it's weird too because you see stores like this going out and then I just heard something on the news the other day where Kodak is bringing back actual film cameras. Well, we've, we've talked about that before. Are you sure?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure that was with me yeah. and not yeah, one of your I've other podcasts that about you're on? That before. They're trying to bring back an 8mm film camera. And, of course, there is film cameras no, 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 now.
1: no, I'm talking actual film. Like, not just 8mm. Yeah, like instant film. Yeah. yeah, because well, not it's instant, all- but... But they have to. What are you talking about then? Just regular film. That
0: I'm you just... would have to send away to develop?
1: Yeah, like that kind.
0: Mm, why would they do that? I know there's a because market it, for instant.
1: It's because of the retro, everything retro is coming back.
0: I think it's the instant you're thinking of because no. it's already working for food. But they
1: need to. Um, I forget the name of the material that they use. It starts with an E, I think. But they have to make it compliable to uh, health and environmental regulations. Currently,
0: they have to make it what?
1: What did I say? What did you say? I forgot what I just said. <laughs> compliable, compliant. Hmm, okay. Yeah, compliable is a word. <laughs> what? <laughs> Look it up. They have to make it compliant with. Uh, with environmental regulations first, before they can bring this back. Well, I found that was interesting. Hmm. Anyways, support your local record store, folks.
0: Go shop at your local well, independent if record rip, store. They rip
1: you off, don't and support them. If you have them.
0: to, there's always Sunrise Records, but I barely consider them independent. See, why are they still going? Because they're so small. Uh, Because they latched into the vinyl market, I think, and propped themselves up that way. That would be my guess. Hmm. So that's where everyone's at now. Vinyl, again, made new records and
1: sales this year, or last year, I should say. So, Well, that's just one less store for... Now, I know it's not a major factor as much as it used to be, but for a musician to... Or an artist to be unable to sell their, their product then, right?
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I guess, if that's even a thing anymore. You,
1: so, uh, what do new artists do? Just go probably, to iTunes, for a shit on, yeah, iTunes or YouTube, I guess, iTunes right?
0: iTunes and make their own thumb drives and shit. You know? Yeah, it's not like the older, like Sam the Record Man, uh, you could walk in as an artist and work out a deal to get onto their shelf. If you self-produce an album, that was pretty cool.
1: I wonder why someone doesn't try that again.
0: Well, because no one would buy it.
1: <sighs> hmm. I don't know. Maybe it has to be located in the right area, like maybe downtown Toronto. Someone opens up a store where uh, local artists or whoever can walk in and just do a deal without. Um, Without sort of having to go through a, an actual record company, right? Label. No one's buying physical media for music anymore. It's just not happening. Yeah.
0: We're no. buying vinyl still. Yeah, we're buying vinyl. No one's going to self-manufacture
1: vinyl. That would How much would that cost? I don't know. Probably a lot. Doesn't your buddy from uh, Jack White do it?
0: Yeah, he he owns his own
1: pressing plant. No, he does. Remember, he had that little shitty machine where he did the old style recordings. Oh, in the things. booth, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. But you wouldn't want to do that. I, mean, you know, he supports uh, a new artist. I wonder, I wonder if he would, uh, if he does, cut new artists some kind of deal to uh, pump out some vinyl. This is a
1: shame. I, I hate seeing these things go the way of the dodo. When it uh, well, you could have shopped there. Well, I only have limited funds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there hasn't been new artists out there that I've wanted to buy. Mm, well, hey, the music scene in Toronto is up, is
0: cacking out anyways now. Yeah, Hughes Room. Hughes Room closed as well. Just this week, um, Silver Dollar is closing Never on been Spadine. There. I've been to Hughes Room a couple of times. Spadine and uh, College. Mm. Bob Dylan played there. Alice Cooper.
1: It's uh, yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know what can be done to somehow save this. Ah, people don't care.
0: Anyways, that's positive. <laughs> that's what you say, isn't it? Nobody gives a shit, dude. Anyways, can I? Can we get some uh, business out of the way. Get some plugs going here. Just uh, f- are we getting paid for these plugs? Well, barely. You know, people need to go uh, to stcpod.com and check out our Amazon links. If you're shopping for Amazon, why not stop at stcpod first and go through our little portal? That way we'll get like two cents out of uh, your $100 purchase. Yeah, it adds up uh, apparently at some point. You
1: know, uh, Trains and Beer has Amazon on their account now too.
0: <sighs> you got to be kidding me, right? Are you joking? Are
1: you joking? Are you, would you go crazy?
0: Yeah. Why? I would. Why? Holy shit. Wow.
1: No, we don't. Wow. Heaven forbid. You should. We, heaven forbid, we try to make some profit. You should.
0: That channel's exploding over there, for Christ's sakes. God heaven forbid. Help ya. God help you. Um, so Amazon, we haven't mentioned that in a while. And I want to put out very lightly that uh, the Teespring campaign to get the SDC pod t-shirt is open as of when this comes out. Um, uh, my, our good buddy Julian Vega wanted a shirt really bad. And, uh, you know, so I opened up the, uh, campaign again. Yeah. And he bought five. Five or six, something like that. Yep. And I know Rose missed out on it the last time, uh, Lapin. So I, I, don't know if she got into it. Uh, but anyways, that is happening. Go to Teespring, look for Start to Continue or STC Pod. And you'll find our storefront there and you can grab a shirt or a sticker or something. Anyways, no pressure. It's no big deal. You don't have to. I'm just a little public service announcement that it is open, but it's only going to be open for like this is it. The last few days is right now when this comes out. So if you want to take a look, take a look. Um, At some point, we're going to do a remodel of the shirts. We need one. Well, Joe's model is due to come out at some point.
1: When is that? I've got to, I've got to scale it down. My model is just so expensive. (laughs) You, you just can't
0: figure out how to work it. Nor take the effort to do it, but that's another story.
1: You saw me spend hours on it and then I just deleted it.
0: And then it was. Why don't you come over and uh show me by doing it what exactly uh I should be doing like this is supposed to be Joe design, so it's not a big deal. just drop a picture in not just no you're not just dropping in picture it's got to be stylish man It's got to be stylish's got be u uh, f c style yeah. anyways, a big thanks out to uh, Julian Vega and anyone else who purchased t- shirts uh, and to uh julian for opening up the campaign again mm. and while you're there i think the cartridge club campaign is still open so if you want a cartridge club t-shirt you can go uh look for their store as well
1: help the bro they got out.
0: mugs they got mugs mugs look sharp too
1: does it have mario on mug mario no it's got cartridge club logo come on so would they be in those. trouble if they put like that stuff on there
0: because mm. I want a poser mug like you have. I think people do that all the time. You put copyrighted images on there and it goes through as long as they're not making a million dollars. All right. Yep. Okay, that was the business. Moving on. How was my birthday? Oh, wow. Oh, let me tell you. Hey. Let me tell you, I got to work with
1: you, so that was that was exciting. You still came into work that on your exciting. birthday.
0: Well, you
1: know, that's what we do. We don't make a big deal of things. No, but you, I told you, this is what you should have done, is just take the day off, sat on the couch, and told the family, pretend I'm at work and do not bother me for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play a video game and actually try and finish a game this year. <laughs> yeah. I'm ne- like last year. Next year. Next year. How many well, games? Oh, I had a listener question. Uh, how, how many m- games did you actually me. finish last year? That was a listener question? Yeah. Who's the listener? Well, you could probably guess. <laughs> how, <laughs> how many I, games did you actually finish last year? Who's the listener? No, don't worry about it. Well, I'm sure they want credit for this no. uh, master, masterfully
0: uh, crafted question.
1: I just, it just came to me because I remember them telling me. I'd have to go back through my spreadsheets. Did you actually even play games last year? Yeah. yeah.
0: Spreadsheets. Yeah, I'd have to go back through my spreadsheets. Hashtag spreadsheet. Spread the sheets. Well, I know I finished uh, some cartridge club games, so there. Near. Okay, it's uh, one. Beyond Good and Evil. Two. Uh, I'd have to look up the list, see what we All played. Right.
1: You only remember Two.
0: Uh, no, then uh, I remember when Dean Round 2 Gaming came over and we were plowing through uh, games on the arcade system. That doesn't count. That counts. No, it doesn't. That's finishing. That's finishing. You haven't finished anything. You couldn't even finish near. I finished near. No, you didn't do the full finish. I finished You it. didn't do the full finish.
1: You don't need to do the you multiple do need, endings. You
0: obviously do. Ask no. anyone who's seen them. You do. I
1: couldn't take any more of it. That was enough. <laughs> Well, you missed out. Though I am looking forward to uh, uh, the new near that's coming out. Oh, are you? Yep. What's that called? You're looking forward new to it. New near. What's it called? If you're looking forward to it. Near revolution. <laughs> yeah, the
0: near revolution. Uh, okay. So, anyways.
1: Well, stay tuned. At some point, Bill is going to come up with a list of what he played. I just. Didn't so, know. Why? What about you? Because people don't believe what you're have a you real. What you They don't believe you're a real gamer who
0: everyone believes it? no, yeah i don't I don't have time to put in for games most of the time. Oh there we go.
1: You. You're not a real gamer.
0: that's uh, a lot of times uh, I'll probably watch a movie or something rather than game at some point because you know, I like snacking and stuff, and it's hard to snack and play games. That's a real issue.
1: That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, I don't
0: like snacking with my hands and then touching a controller. That's Use gross. Use a
1: spoon, like I do.
0: Well, you see, I actually play games that are action oriented, not um, uh, plug in a bunch of inputs and let the game play for forty minutes with your turn base. I actually it's still
1: a game. Have to I'm still have, have strategizing. hands on controllers. So that's the difference. You're, you're, you're there. making fun of half the audience out there, <laughs> really. Who? Yeah, our games are in-depth, long marathons, mm. 60 to 80 hours plus.
0: Anyways, as I'm saying, I like to uh, sit on the couch and have some uh, snacky snacks. So uh, it's, it's uh, I guess it's probably a lazy thing. It's more uh, just sit back, have some snacks. Speaking of snacks, birthday present I got worked into my uh, lifetime quest of the perfect popcorn at home. Now, as you know, I've also had a quest for the perfect coffee at home, right? Which has taken me on the road of, uh, you know, drip coffee and instant coffee and Tassimos and Keurigs and then pack your own Keurig pods. Now, finally, at Christmas, I got a French press for home. So that's my current uh, coffee situation at home. It's very good. Very good. So, also, I have this lifelong quest of perfect popcorn at home. And that's taken me through air poppers and oil poppers and automated things. You know, what kind of uh, popcorn maker do you have at home? Anything? It's
1: probably better if you don't eat popcorn. Why? What is wrong with popcorn? It's probably the perfect snack. It's what you put on the popcorn. So, what's the problem? What you put on it is not healthy for you. What I put on it is not healthy? So I can only imagine the garnishes you put on your popcorn. What do I put on it? You probably, a good stick of butter gets melted, drizzled over it nicely with a little bit of salt. Mm. Is, um, is that
0: worse than, let's say, you having another three meals throughout the evening?
1: Yeah. Because that's your snacking, is it three full-on meals? Yeah, but they're healthy meals. It's like A plate <laughs> of pasta, healthy. so you carb up. a Pasta? Some, Earlier on, I had some uh, a steak, a piece of a steak, and uh, some sweet potatoes.
0: Anyways, you keep you keep knocking me off my train of thought here. God forbid I asked you what kind of popcorn maker you had, and you go off on some tangent. uh, How much of a better I don't have a popcorn
1: maker at home. Never. No, when I was a kid, we had the stand-up one where you. You pour the popcorn in and you plug it in and then it heats up and the popcorn spits out. Why do I go
0: down this road? Yeah,
1: that's an air popper. Yeah.
0: That's an air popper. So what do you, do you have microwave popcorn at home?
1: I normally don't eat popcorn personally. Nope. My wife will microwave some, okay. so which I know is not the good kind to have.
0: It's gross, right? It makes you feel like you got fur on the roof of your mouth no, kind I, of thing. I'll still munch on it. Yeah, of course you will. And I've seen you eat a three-pound bag of Chicago mix too, so don't tell me about the highfalutin good snacks you eat. Um, no, that's yeah. Chicago mix is good too. Yeah, I know it's good, Tastes but it ain't good, good but for you. Good for it. Holy man, I've seen you like a horse chow bag tied around your ears with the Chicago mix. So, anyways, I've been through the air popper. Air poppers suck because you pour the popcorn in. It starts circulating around, gets hot. And as soon as they start popping it, the explosions inside the collar of the, the air popper force all these uncut, uncooked kernels to come flying out. You know what I mean? Have you had, do you remember that? Yep. And you'd have your bowl of popcorn and these hot, unpopped kernels would go flying out into the bowl and then it would explode in the bowl and all your popcorn would explode like a grenade went off. It's no good, right? And plus, you, you don't get to cook it in the oil, so you're not getting that, you know, any oil kind of flavor either. So from that, I moved on to, uh, you know, you've seen those like dome-type popcorn makers yep. that has the spinning arm. And then that, you put some oil in the bottom and put your uh, kernels in. And then the spinning arm moves the kernels around in the oil uh, until it starts to pop into the dome and all that. And then you flip it over, and uh, you got your popcorn. That, however, you can't put any kind of live seasoning into the mix uh, before they pop. And uh, the one I had, the actual latches, plastic latches that hold the dome on, they break after a while, inevitably. So this thing was due to be uh, turned into Value Village. However, for my birthday, my uh, big kid paid attention to my uh, preachings of what I have my eye on for the latest popcorn method, methodology. And this you can find on Amazon, by the way, if you go through the links at STC Pod. It's called the Whirly Pop. So we're going back in time to stovetop uh, popcorn popping. Okay, you following me? It's a pan with a lid on it, and it's got a crank handle that attaches two arms down in the pot to move the shit around, like the other one, but it's a stovetop. It's called the Whirly Pop. It's probably the only, uh, the highest rated popcorn maker out there, and it's the most low-tech. So you put your kernels in with your oil, and what I've been using right now is coconut oil, that seems to be the best thing. Mm-hmm. There is rumors that grapeseed oil is also a secret uh, secret uh, ingredient that can really do it for okay, you. What
1: if you just use like olive oil or something?
0: You can use olive oil, but you'll get that taint of an olive oil kind of taste your popcorn. I'm talking you want but to... But you're
1: flavoring the stuff with coconut shit.
0: You, no, no. You don't taste coconut. You don't oh, this is coconut. It is, it is just the magic combination to get uh, movie style from the theater, popcorn at home. And the secret ingredient is coconut oil. And there's another secret ingredient also available on Amazon. And it's the industrial um, flavoring that they use at movie theaters. You can, I can only get this online. Amazon. There's also another website called uh, cornpopper.ca. That's all they do is popcorn stuff. It's called Flavacol, and it comes in a big one liter milk container kind of thing. Not generally sold to regular consumers in stores, you gotta send away for it. And it's very, extremely fine, ground down salt, but flavored with, you know, the yellow stuff that you get at the movie theater. And so you get this giant one liter container of it, but you only use maybe three quarters of a teaspoon per batch. So that thing will last for a year or two. So you put your uh, kernels in, your oil, and you put this flavor in at the same time before it's popped. Sprinkle it all over, just a teaspoon. And then you crank, crank, crank. And in three minutes, that entire pan is filled with this popcorn. You dump that out immediately. Into a bowl, and here's the here's the secret. Another secret: you have to let the bowl sit for two to five minutes. It's like resting. It's like resting your steak. You know, you gotta let your steak rest. Yes. If you chomp on it immediately out of the out of the pot, it's gonna be uh, like spongy and rubbery. If you let it sit, rest, then it becomes this crisp, this uh, popping flavor you're used to from the movie theater. So. I can tell you right now it's exceptional.
1: I wish the listeners could see what I see as I'm watching you describe this entire process. It's, it's like there's a glee. Yeah. I finally found it. I found... Exuding out of your... And just going all over. Spraying dude,
0: me. You're spraying me with your glee. <laughs> I found Atlantis. This is the secret. It is It is. popcorn. Uh, My eyes is have rolled... Popcorn.
1: Up into my head and around about four times.
0: All right, so you need the Whirly Pop.
1: What is this whole What's this
0: whole endeavor going to cost me? You, the Whirly Pop's around thirty bucks for this pan with the lid. It's all aluminum and it's a delicate pan. You can't leave it on the burner. You can't preheat the burner. You can't. Uh, you know, it's going to melt. It's like aluminum. It's very thin, and uh, it's got a nice crank on the top. Patented cranking technology. Now, don't buy the Whirly Pop stuff, like the Whirly Pop sprinkle or that kind of thing. No, no, no. Flavacol. This is what you're going to need to get. Can you buy it for me and I'll just pay you? Uh, no, you can use the links over at STC Pod to shop at Amazon. However, here's the drawback with that this container. It only costs $11. However, because it's so heavy, shipping is $20 on it. Can you believe that? What, the pan is heavy? No, no. The Flavacol. Oh. The, the uh, topping. So, but if you want to, uh, if you want to try it, you know, I'll just bring in a little teaspoon. Well, wow. And so while it's popping in there, just like at the movie theater, because, uh, you know, I've watched Cousin Luke work the movie theater popcorn time and time again. You put the the kernels in, the oil goes in, and that flavoring goes in the kettle before they're popped. And that's the secret. You need to be able to put the flavoring in before they pop so you get that dispersal all on every kernel. Is that a real word?
1: Yeah, dispersal. Okay. Whirly pop. glad you got that out. I know you're able to sleep better now.
0: (laughs) Hey, me and the kid, like, uh, she's insisted we make it every night, every goddamn night.
1: What's the cleaning up process on here? Like, is this something that... You know
0: what? While it's resting, that's where I'm just taking the top off of the thing and I'm running it underwater and then I just take a paper towel and wipe it off and then I grab the other pan and I just rinse that out and wipe it out with paper towel and that's it. Mm. You don't want to put it through the dishwasher or anything like that because you want... It's like a cast iron pan where you want to leave the oils kind of, kind of in there. You sure? Yeah. So you just rinse it and then wipe it out with a paper towel. The first instruction with the pan is that you have to season it with oil, just like
1: a cast iron pan. <laughs> is, he's smiling at me right now like he wants to eat me. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for the tip. That was good times. We're running out of time here. What else do you want to throw what? in? What? Holy shit. Maybe My we, battery's going to die, too. Maybe we should go Fandango-lang. I want
0: to congratulate uh, the Hypecast for coming back on the air. They came back uh, with two episodes, and the last one was oof, almost five hours long. But it was exciting. It was good stuff. I had, you know our buddies Buried on Mars and uh, Mighty Q-Dog. And uh, Derek from Two Dorks, yeah, as well as Steven Eider.
1: Stephen, ask uh, Bill's willing to come on, so. He I am
0: dying to hear Set, the either. Bill up
1: for one of your records. I'm
0: dying to hear either Joe or your partner on the Transformers and Beer podcast, M, go on the toy cast that's going on there. Because Stephen gets some heavy hitter toy collectors on there. I obviously want to hear a Transformers and Beer representation uh, Good on thing there. I'm not a heavy hitter. Anyways, I want to talk about uh, a movie I watched. We were talking about Ryan Gosling last time. Yes, and uh, our good pal uh, Haji mentioned he agreed with uh, with you how Ryan Gosling is sexy. Yes, and uh, he mentioned how good the movie of the Nice Guys is, and that's been on my PVR for a while. So I finally sat down and watched that. Do you remember that Nice Guys?
1: No, who's in it?
0: Uh, It's Gosling and Russell Crowe. Oh, that
1: one. Yeah, I've got no interest in seeing that one. Of
0: course not because you don't know much about You let me know
1: when he's in another movie like um, uh, Crazy Stupid Love or something like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let me tell you. That's
1: where he shines the best.
0: Well, you remember last year, those two were trotted out everywhere together uh, for press for this movie. Like, they went to the Academy Awards together, you know, all the awards stuff, they were always together. They got good chemistry. It's undeniable.
1: But nobody talked about that movie.
0: You know, the movie, it barely made its money back after Worldwide Box Office, but... I cannot say anything bad about this movie. Hmm. And you know, you always accuse me of nitpicking at movies. I don't think there is one thing wrong with this movie. So what it's about, it's uh, set in 1977, and it's kind of like a a detective, private investigator kind of buddy film, but with an edge. So it's like Rockford Files, but with an edge, if anyone knows what Rockford Files is. but uh, And the way it's done... It's just I imagine this movie was written for like Chevy Chase and John Belushi and John Belushi together, and instead we have Gosling and Crow, which are great, but it just seems like a Chevy Chase movie so bad. And uh, Ryan Gosling has a daughter in this uh, in this movie, and she's like a Tatum O'Neill. like she has that kind of performance. You remember Tatum O'Neill from like Paper Moon and yep. uh, Bad News Bears? Remember Bad News Bears? Yeah. Well, she was hot back in the day. Well, when she's 12 or 13. I'm talking That's not about what I'm talking it. about. That's <laughs> why I'm talking about 12 no, or 13. Okay. Well, I'm she, not talking that age. She won an Oscar when she was 10 years old for Paper Moon opposite her father. I never O'Neill. saw a Paper Moon? What? What?
1: You never saw it? No.
0: Why not? No interest. That's a great movie. Why? Because you there's don't... Under- a, there's a lot of the the great title? movies
1: that I say to you, but you don't Why? watch them.
0: But I don't say stuff... Oh, no interest. I, You know, I would say, oh, what's that movie about? Oh, really? I just don't go, uh, record no interest. <laughs> I don't understand the title. <laughs>
1: Stupid title. <laughs> Paper titled. Moon, no interest. Not oh. watching it.
0: Anyways, go back and check out Paper Moon at some point. That's about uh, uh, Ryan O'Neill's a grifter and he has his daughter along with him and they just do cons all across the country. It was a great movie. Anyways, the girl who plays Ryan Gosling's daughter reminded me of that kind of caliber of uh, acting and portrayal. And the good... The good part is of her role, she wasn't an annoying kid. She wasn't like, oh, here she is on screen again. You know, you can be annoyed
1: by some kids on screen. It would be fascinating to be inside your head as you're watching a movie. I'd love to go through the thought process of what you do. So it's set in the late 70s. It's like uh, following
0: like the porn industry at the time is intertwined in this uh, detective mystery where these, these two guys who were are opposite or are somehow put together as a team to help figure this thing out, go through all kinds of wacky adventures and um, yeah, it was good times. I fully recommend it. It gets a full recommend from me and it's a love story to LA at the time too. You get to see like, uh, you know, when the Hollywood sign was all dilapidated. Do you remember? And uh, uh, yep. you got to see, like, Tower Records, and you got to see the Comedy Store, all these old kind of mm. 80s uh, L.A. references. It was pretty cool. So the nice guys, check that out.
1: The one thing I do like is when the younger actors are willing to take on those movies that are portrayed back in the, you know, the you know 50s, 60s, or 70s, right? You know, in eras that really they had... They weren't even born, and these eras took place. Mm-hmm. It's nice when they, they can sort of appreciate the history and, and what took place. That's the part that I respect a lot. Yeah, Gosling was
0: great, man. He was he was doing like uh, Abbott and Costello routines, and he was playing the drunk guy. He was playing the, the P.I. He was playing like the – he would scream like Flanders. It, it was all kinds of just really good touches. Uh, it was well done. I could see nothing wrong with this movie. Well,
1: I can recommend uh, a movie for people not to watch that I happened to catch the other night. I had PVR'd The Man from UNCLE. Yeah, I saw it. That's one of your Guy Ritchie movies. I thought you'd like that. So did I. (laughs) And I couldn't wait for the thing to be over. I think I I stopped watching it about three-quarters of the way through and said enough is enough. Extremely disappointing. I caught some of the humor pieces in there. Tongue in cheek, I enjoyed, but for the most part, uh, uh, Army Hammer's character and acting mm. was just—I I completely unwatchable, and that just sort of ruined the whole movie for me. Unwatchable? I
2: don't yeah. know.
1: I got through it fine. Um.
0: I wasn't angry at it.
1: I was. I was really disappointed. I thought it would be a lot better than what it was. I I, I can't even recommend anyone to even check it out. Which is unfortunate. Because I like, uh, I do like the guy who plays, what's his name that plays Superman? The other lead in the movie? Um, Clark. Yeah, Clark. Clark. <laughs> uh, Clark Kent was in this movie too And uh, His acting wasn't bad But I think just the overall script And I wasn't happy with it Normally I like Guy Ritchie movies I don't know why So Here we go Here's the criticism bit from Bill But uh, this one I just couldn't take So They come off a little obnoxious I don't know How a movie does that But that's just what it feels to me well, Obnoxious that's maybe the intention. It's there to set to set off a certain emotion in you. Maybe. He's a genius. So well. That was a complete waste of my night. Good thing I was playing my uh, DS and Chrono Trigger at the same time. So maybe
0: as a, a victim of you not paying attention. No, and I was missing paying stuff.
1: attention and it was shit.
0: Did you watch the movie I tol- told you to watch?
1: Refresh my memory. I told you to watch The Hateful Eight. I did not have time because you said it's almost three hours. Yeah. Well, it's a Tarantino film. Yes. So it's going to... I don't have the time after the wife goes to bed. It's, I could probably squeeze in two hours. Yeah. Well, make it a two night thing if you have to. No, that's no fun. Well, this movie
0: uh, goes on the recommend pile as well for me. Hateful Eight by Quentin Tarantino. It's very Tarantino-esque, so you're gonna get some uh, some long soliloquies, soliloquies, soliloquies to the camera. No, not to the camera. To each other, but some great performances. Man, Kurt Russell was great. Sam Jackson, who I hated his uh, role in uh, Django Unchained, I thought it was terrible, but in this movie he was he was awesome. He was bang on. Had some twists and turns in it. Now. You know, it's not going to be like the Magnificent Seven, guns out for three hours straight, shooting everything that moves, right? It's almost like a play. He'll set things up like a play, like a stage play. This is your room. And you're going to watch these performances right I like that. That's very Alfred Hitchcock-ish.
1: Yes, don't roll your fucking eyes.
0: (laughs) And he shot it on like 70 mil film. Like it is super wide, super wide. So you might have a guy talking in, uh, you know, over by the right side, but you can totally watch
1: another scene play out way to the left. Why did you roll your eyes when I said that? It totally makes sense when you said it's set up (laughs) like a play. I, I
0: didn't roll my eyes. Yeah. I was thinking back. You've seen The Rope. I went through the Rolodex in my head of Hitchcock films. Most
1: notably would be The Rope would be a good comparison. Absolutely. 100%. I agree with you.
0: Good buddy. Furious. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. What's time like? We're
1: going to close this off. Uh, We still got to do our tip, our weekly. uh, No, let's not. It's very presumptuous. Presumptuous? Yeah. And you got us in the trouble last week with your tip. Why? What are you talking about? Because you. Uh, because your Samsung phone was rattling off some radiation.
0: Yeah. No, that was your phone getting notifications for some reason it wasn't in the middle not. of the night. Anywho, we'll a couple of quick tips today. When you're sitting. This is on your shoulders. I'm out of this. Hey, people look for this, dude. Nobody's CC talking. Weekly. P two and P one, they bring this up. They want to know. They're smart guys. And P 2s like, "Oh, wait a minute. Who said that? Did Bill say? It? Okay, yeah, no. Okay, we'll go with that
1: then. That was something. <laughs> yeah, right. That was something that happened
0: there. You're just, <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: you just made fun of them. So okay. How am I making fun of them? Just call them dummies. What? Yeah. How? By saying that they need tips. I didn't say they need tips. I said they look forward to these no. tips. Because they can't figure it out themselves? That's what you're saying?
0: <laughs> no, you're putting words in my mouth now. These these uh, tips for today are something that they've obviously nailed down perfectly. And most people do. We just need a quick tip for today. So this is what I come up with. Obviously, when you set up your shot, please make sure that your horizon is uh, perfectly horizontal. Right? There's nothing more distracting watching a video when... Uh, it seems like the entire world is tilted and is going to slide off the screen. Unless
1: that's your intention.
0: Oh, unless you're being completely avant-garde. So what's a tip? How would you make sure your horizon is? What what do you do when you look through the viewfinder, Joe? What what do you do to make sure your
1: horizon is This is all on you, buddy. (laughs) I'm not taking any responsibility for any of this. Oh, Why? What's your problem? Because you're being presumptuous. Presumptuous? Yes. No, I'm not. People don't need these steps.
0: Anyways, I would look in the background at uh, anything that's vertical or horizontal and just match up my uh, my frame to that. Unless you're using a fisheye lens, then that totally throws everything off. Right. But. And then the other part, too, is, and everyone pretty much does this, but just to reiterate, when you're uh, doing a talking head, talking to the camera... Uh, Address the lens and not necessarily address the uh, video of you that you see from your phone back. Or if you have your camcorder and you got the, the little view screen tilted towards you, don't look at that. Look at the lens. And I know it's uncomfortable to look at a lens, believe me. Believe me. But uh, just stare at that lens and look deep into the lens and you can see actually your reflection back and even focus on that. It'll help you to look into the lens. Why do you find it odd
1: to look into the lens?
0: You know, I remember in uh, our first year of college, we would have to anchor these newscasts ourselves, even though we were the tech guys, because we didn't have broadcast journalism students ready to go in front of camera yet. So we had to sit in. And yeah, I found it very awkward to stare at that lens. But then I did realize if you'd stare deep enough into it, you can see your reflection and just kind of focus on it. Is it because that.
1: the lens reminded you of a shark's eye? All dead looking. <laughs>
0: yeah. Is that what you is that what what you feel?
1: Yeah. Is it? But I don't get intimidated by it.
0: Yeah, no, I feel very awkward looking at a lens.
1: No, I just, I make the lens go out of focus and that way it's not like I'm looking directly into it, even though I'm looking at it. So you go. No, I don't go cross-eyed. <laughs> That's what you said. No, you just make things go out of focus lately. <laughs> That's a great tip. Thank you for, uh,
0: thanks for joining no, in. No, I'm not part of this. This all is right. all you. Can can people please come on and and let Joe know that they do appreciate uh, the tips? Or else if
1: you don't, tell us and we'll stop. No problem. Bill will stop if you guys want him to. Absolutely. P1, P2, you don't have to be polite anymore.
0: Tell me the truth. Come on, bring it on. I know Joe's instincts are normally bang on 100%, so we're going to have to figure out what this is, what this is all about. I leave it to uh, the audience
1: to decide. Anyways, continue. Sign us off. That's it, guys. Thanks again for tuning in. Just wanted to quickly remind you go to our YouTube channel, follow on Twitter at STC Pod as well as at AC Decepticon, and listen to us on iTunes under the title search STC Pod. Don't forget cartridgeclub.org where you can check us out as well as other great podcasts, blogs, and videos from people in our community.
0: And please, 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 please. Uh, find our STC pod handbill that we printed out and uh, put that up wherever you want. Definitely put your work printer to work and run that shit off and put it on your work bulletin board and send us a picture. We want to see that shit wherever it goes. And, And if that's a success, then we will continue with our next promotional drive, which is it'll be printouts of Joe, and we'll call it Flat Joe. And we will want to see pictures of Flat Joe all over the world. Everybody so, who
1: puts up a picture let's of the SEC this... pod, Bill will send you a free t shirt.
0: Don't say stuff like that, come on. Anyways, if you want uh, to move on to the Flat Joe, we need this first promotion to be a success. Send us your pictures. Thanks a lot. Post it. Poster, poster. Post it.